On today's episode of Locked On 76ers, Keith and I discuss how many realistic all-stars does the 76ers have? We'll get into that next right here, Locked On 76ers. You are Locked On 76ers, your daily Philadelphia 76ers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code LOCKED ON. That's prizepicks.com, promo code LOCKED ON. What's up, man? What's up, D? How you doing, brother? Pretty good, man. Pretty good. Hope you had a good weekend. Back yeah, it, was relaxing. it was relaxing. It was relaxing. Okay, I had the weekend off. No games this weekend. Get back at it tonight as the Sixers host the Toronto Raptors. We want to welcome you in the Locked On 76ers. I'm Devon Gibbons from 97.5 The Fanatic Radio in Philadelphia alongside my co-host and my partner, Keith Pompey from Sixers Beat Writer. I mean, Sixers Beat Writer for the Enquire.com. We want to thank you for making Locked On 76ers your first listen every day. And remember, Locked On 76ers is free and available on all platforms, including right here on YouTube at Locked On 76ers. Well, Keith, another game for the Sixers along this homestand. 18 days at home, seven games across that 18. They are now 4-0. They're going for game number five tonight as they host the Toronto Raptors. We'll talk about the importance of the things that need to be done in the game a little bit later on. We'll also get into the tear that Joel Embiid is on currently where he's just hanging, you know, like casual 33, 35, 31, then another 40, and then another 50. And just in the month of March, he's averaging, I mean, the month of December, he's averaging a big number. But first, we're going to begin with All-Stars. It's going to start a little bit later in the week, Keith, where we're going to get some All-Star voting underway. And uh, we always look at the Sixers and see how many multiple All-Stars they may have. In the past, it's been Joel Embiid, Ben Simmons, then you'll make a case for J.J. Redick, Jimmy Butler, Tobias Harris in any given year. And more recently now with the 76ers, looking at Tobias Harris last season or the season before, Tyrese Maxey just a little bit last year because of how he jumped onto the scene. But this year, it's more of James Harden, a full season with the Sixers, double-double on averages, points, and assists rebounding at a high number at around seven a game and while he has missed a good number of their games they played 28 he has missed half of them only 14 games because of the foot injury we know Joel Embiid is going to be in there whether he's voted in by the fans which he typically is or by the getting in by the vote of the coaches as a reserve he is going to be there what are the chances Keith that James Harden or any other 76ers will be a part of the Eastern Conference all-star team and then eventually drafted how they do the system. I mean, right now in the 76ers are in what in fifth place, right? So when you when you look at it, yeah, I I think they're only going to get two. That's it, if they get to. And and the question mark is like I, I don't think Maxi ever would have made it. And and I know some people may be disappointed to hear that, but I, I just think that, you know, the, the Sixers would have had to had a phenomenal thing for him to make it. You know, I, I think Harden is 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 kind of like, you know, one of those things where, you know, you got to think long and hard. 
I mean, I think he deserves it. Um, you know, and, and the reason why I'm saying that is because right now, here's a guy, yes, in order for your stats to count um, in regards to, like, being counted in the league leaders, yeah, you have to play in 70% of the games. He's only played in he's only played in 50%, but he's leading the league with 10.6 assists. I mean, he had one game where he had 17 assists, which was the most in the game this season, and then he had another game where he had 16 assists, the second most in the game. I mean, I look at him right now as the as the guy who's really sacrificing his game for the betterment of the team. And the only problem is the is that they have some other guys who who are very deserving. I mean, extremely deserving. Like, you know, you look at a guy like Tyrese Halliburton, you know, Trey Young, Darius Garland. These are three guards, and only one of them is probably, and even if it's going to be that guy, like uh, uh, Kyrie Irving, like only one guy is probably going to become the starter, right? Um, maybe. Uh, and I don't even know if any of these will. So well, young, young may get the votes. Yeah, he got the votes last he, time. He may, he may, but like you know, we look at it like I mean, because we're not talking about Jalen Brown. You know, we're not talking about Jalen Brown. We're not Jonathan talking Mitchell. about huh? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So you know, what I mean, so I'm looking at these guys are guys who can be alternates. You know what I'm saying? Like guys who could possibly get the vote because I think like. Jalen Brown, Donovan Mitchell could be starters. I honestly do right now. I think they could be. Um, so is is or, or Kyrie could be a starter. So I, I don't know, man. I, I think it's going to be tough. Um, but I do think that when you're averaging ten point six, you do deserve to get a chance. Yeah, and even if I was to look at the front court real fast, Keith, as you say that with the starters, I would probably go and lean more thinking the fans would go in the direction of. And B at the five, Kevin Durant and Jason Tatum as your forwards uh, in the fan voting. And I don't well, think Giannis anybody, or, or Giannis also. So you, you're absolutely right. I mean, I didn't even I don't know how I'd let him. But that's four right there that will be in there. And Jason Tatum is a, a forward. So he's probably going to have to be he's either going to get voted in over Kevin Durant or one of those two are going to be in the starting lineup of the votes. Then you go with the guards and you're right, man, between Trey Young uh Darius Garland Donovan Mitchell if Jalen Brown is listed as a guard Jalen Brown and you have so many Trey Young as you mentioned and uh I, I, James Harden I don't think is going to get enough votes to be looked at as a starter so it, it's going to be tough and then you when you speak about the reserves uh as much as the numbers may not jump out like Jalen like uh, James Harden's we can't not look at Kyrie Irving Jalen Brunson with how he's played with the Knicks since they're on a nice little tear themselves as far as the games that they've won in a row. And um, I, I would say DeJounte Murray, but now he's been out for so long, it may affect him down the line when things uh, start to happen with the votes. So you're right, man. It, it, it might be tough. Joel Embiid is a lock. I think the only other one is James Harden. Uh, Tobias Harris has 17 points per game shooting over 40% from three, grabbing about six, seven rebounds a night. I don't think that's going to be enough with the wings that they have. And to your point, the fact that they may not be in the top three, top four. Typically, if you're number one, you're going to have two or three. Boston will have two with Brown and Tatum. Milwaukee at number two will have Giannis. 
maybe Drew Holiday. Um, we didn't even mention Drew Holiday. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, maybe Drew Holiday. And uh, that, that'll be about it because you're going to get two from both sides. And Chris Middleton has not played long enough to maybe qualify for it. So you're right, man. Chicago with DeMar DeRozan. Who knows? Who knows? Probably just one from the Sixers this year. Yeah, and it's, it's just going to be tough. It's going. I mean, you know, he can make it. I mean, I think he could. I mean, I think if he would have been available, he would have made it and, and possibly made it even – I don't know if started, but he would have, you know, he would have been that guy. It's mm-hmm. just kind of tough right now, you know, when when you factor in he's only played in 50% of his games. But again, like we said, it's fan voting. Yeah. Fan voting. Yeah. So anything now, can happen. Now look, even though he missed uh, uh, all of basically all of November and he jumped in on the 5th of December, Keith, he's going to play the entire month of December. And so far, they are four and five with those games in December from Golden State all the way back to Houston. And what he has done is 21, 28, 19, 21, and 27. And again, they're four and one. He's put up those assist numbers that you talked about. And they lost to Houston 21 and seven, 28 and 12 in the win against the Lakers, 19 and 16 against Charlotte, 21 and 15 against Sacramento, and 21 and nine against Golden State. So he's going to have another game here in the month of December. He's going to have quite a few in the month of December. And he's going to have a good stretch of January before the voting is completed. And, you know, he might, especially if they are able to jump themselves up in the standings, Keith, he might be able to get up there in there in that conversation and maybe take some of those votes away from those other players that we mentioned just because of the Sixers making a run and his sustainability overall with helping them out and making the run in general and moving up in the standings. He might. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah, we will yeah. see. We will see. One of the reasons why they are talking, we are talking about them, four-game winning streak, 7-10, seven and 7-3 and in their last 10. They've won 11 of their last 12, I, I believe, Keith, home games. They're 11-5 and five at home, 16-12 and 12 right now, just behind the Brooklyn Nets by a game is because of the play of Joel and Embiid. When we come back, We'll talk about the tear, the personal tear that he is currently on, helping lead the Sixers right now, moving up in the Eastern Conference standings next, right here, Locked On 76ers. Let's talk about Prize Pick, right? We, you know, Prize Picks is a title sponsor. Now, the thing about Prize Pick, and I'm sorry, K, KD, but I always got to do this, right? So, Prize Pick is one of those things where you pick two to six players, and if they will go score, more or less than their prize pick suggestions, you can win up to 25 times your money on any entry. For instance, you could say, hey, K, K, KD, Kevin Durant is going to have less than six assists. Well, if that happens and you bet some money, you're going to get paid, right? Sorry, KD. But see, here's the thing about I like about it. There's no competing against other people. It's just you and the projections available, right? Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. Safe and fast withdrawals are currently operational in 30 states in Canada. Now, this is what you do. Download the PrizePix app or go to prizepix.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First-time users can receive 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code locked on. If you deposit $100, PrizePix will give you $100. If you deposit $50, 
prize pick will give you $50. Don't forget to enter promo code locked on at sign up for an instant deposit matchup for a hundred dollars. Do it today, people. Make sure you do it today, maybe for the game tonight. Thank you for making Locked On 76ers your first listen every day. Make sure to check out Locked On Sports today, the biggest stories around the sports world in 20 minutes or less, plus instant reactions, game recaps, and Locked On's take of the day, Locked On Sports today. That's available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcast. All right, Keith, Joel Embiid. In the month of December, the tear that he is currently on, uh, he is averaging in the month of December 38 points. This is through six games, 38 points, 10 rebounds, shooting 87% from the foul line where he gets there 11.7 times per game, 4.2 assists, one and a half blocks, one and a half steals, and 4.3 turnovers, shooting 58% which is rare for a big man in today's league, 58% from the field on 22 shots per game, 56 from three, taking 2.7 per game. And he is limiting those three-point attempts, Keith, since we talk about that so much. And I know that's one big thing with the fan base, shooting too many threes. The most that he has taken is four, and he was three for four against the Lakers in that game where he had 38 points. And if you want to stretch it back, Keith, to the month month of, of November – he averaged 34. He only had one game under 20 points, and that was the loss against Cleveland where he had 19. Everything else, the 59, 42, 30, 33, 32, 32, 33, 30. The guy has been on the tear, and he's having one of the better uh, stretches here of the season uh, of his career. And we've seen him do it before, but he's doing it again. And right now they're doing it from home, but he's also doing it on the road, and it's coming at a, at a perfect time for the team. Yeah, it is. It is. And but the thing is, I, I think that um like nationally, if like there are gonna be some people that that question it, right? And and what I mean by that is because I hate to say it, is always people bring up the 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 past. Like, all right, yeah, he did this in the regular season, but what is he gonna do again? Now again, I know you say you, you gotta we gotta just focus on that. But I'm just wondering what people on the outsiders are looking at. Now, the thing is, if he goes out there and he does this against the Clippers and if he does it on Christmas Day against the Knicks, you know, playing, then I kind of think that people are going to be like, oh, okay, okay, okay. But for whatever reason, it just seems like my man doesn't do this just do. Now, the one thing is, though, for the most part, these points have all come like um, basically – when the Sixers needed him. Like, it wasn't like, you know, they killing somebody and he just getting going for his. Like, nah, a lot of these things have come like, uh, like, okay, when he scored 53 points, even though to beat beat Charlotte, they needed him to score 53 points to beat Charlotte. The one thing that of all the games that he had, the one that I was most impressed with was the 31 points he had against Sacramento. Because in my opinion, he was a very selfless player in that game. He only had two assists in that game. He had 31 points, uh, seven rebounds, two assists. But he had what you call a lot of hockey assists, where he was like passing the ball, directing somebody to pass to someone else who was wide open. So to me, that was where of all the games he had, including the 53-point performance, that was the one that I was the most impressed with because – 
it seemed like for him, it was more about the team than individual. I also thought the game on Friday against Golden State was uh, big for him. Also, 34 points. James Harden had 15 to match DiVincenzo early, Keith. But later on, as the game, they started to close the gap. He was making shots. And uh, he had 34-13 in that game against Golden State. And he was just, he was really good again and doing it down the stretch. And to your point, those hockey assists, doing it in the fourth quarters where they needed the most big shots to help his team close out these games, maybe even extend the lead. That's where he he has been tremendous. So he's been good, man. He was a player of the week last week. Keith, it's going to be hard to argue, especially with them being undefeated this past week, 3-0, that he might not get that look again uh, after the, the games that they played this past week when you look at golden state sacramento and even charlotte if they include that sunday game with the 53 so just a big time tear for him right now and it's not uncommon but just wanted to make sure we highlighted it as this team is now sitting pretty good at what 16 and 12 uh, right now after these 28 games so yeah just wanted to make sure we pointed it out uh, when we come back we'll get into the game tonight as the Sixers and the Toronto Raptors go at it tonight for the second time this season, this time in Philadelphia, not Toronto. They got clipped a little bit earlier. What are the keys to the game? We'll dive into it next right here on Locked On 76ers. So we all know how ExpressVPN protects your privacy and security online, right? Right. We've talked about it before. But if you're new, here's something you might not know. You can also use ExpressVPN to unlock movies and shows that are only available in other countries. Maybe you've run out of stuff to watch on Netflix. This will change your world. There are a lot of shows out there that may pique your interest and you can't get to them, but you can unlock them with ExpressVPN, allowing you to binge The Office, as an example, on UK Netflix. It's so simple to do. Just sign in Netflix, fire up the ExpressVPN app, change my location to UK, then refresh Netflix, and that's it. ExpressVPN lets you control what you want sites to think you're located. And, uh, you know, you can choose from almost 100 different countries. So just imagine all the Netflix libraries you can go through. If you love Korean dramas, use ExpressVPN to parasite off South Korean Netflix with your Netflix subscription. How about hundreds of VPNs out there? But the reason I use ExpressVPN to watch shows is because it's ridiculously fast. There are never any buffering or lagging issues, and you can stream in HD, no problem. It also works on your devices, phones, media consoles, smart TVs, and more. So you can watch what you want on the big screen or even on the go. So if you want to get access to hundreds of new shows while you're out shopping and you're sitting while your significant others in this particular store, Go to expressvpn.com slash locked on right now, and you can get an extra three months of ExpressVPN for free. That's expressvpn.com slash locked on, expressvpn.com slash locked to learn more. All right. All right. Sixers, Raptors, seven o'clock tonight here in Philadelphia. Keith 4 0 along this homestand. The final three games are this week. You have Toronto tonight, Detroit on Wednesday, Clippers on Friday. Friday, all here in Philadelphia. They have a chance again to just continue to pick up these wins. They have won their uh, games in a row. Toronto, uh, have they've just been struggling. They've really been struggling, Keith, and they have not looked pretty good overall. And uh, they're going to be playing on the second night of a back-to-back as they played Golden State last night. The last time these two teams played, Keith, was uh, in the first six games of the season. 
Sixers were off to a terrible start. They were one in they were one and three. After the Toronto game, they were one and four because the Raptors defeated them 119-109. Embiid had 31 and five in that game. It was just one of those typical, we see Toronto, we know where they give the Sixers problems. Gary Trent with 27. Maxie had 31 also in the game uh, against the uh, Raptors that particular uh, evening. And the Raptors had six guys in double figures. Gary Trent's 27. He was five for 10 from three. Uh, they're a different team right now, Keith, because they are just simply in a, in a bit of a slide right now it is where they are. So some of the keys for you as we get ready for this Toronto team that is uh, struggling right now. Yes, yeah, so I say we got to throw like whatever, because I mean, the second game, Tyrese Maxey torched them. I mean, but you got to throw all that out because uh, it was so early. You know what I mean? Um, I, I think the 76ers got to make shots. I mean, they got to make outside. Toronto's a team that's been struggling a little bit from that area, defending it recently. So I, I think the 76ers got to continue the trend, so to speak, just get shots. I would say since this team is going to be tired and the Sixers are going to be um, like well-rested, this is they're going to have two nights off before they play, play them. I would say push tempo, but no, I, I don't. I think an ugly game, Toronto is going to really uh, thrive. But but I do think that you know guys like um, Tobias catch and shoot, he's going to have to be key. You know, guys like DeAnthony Melton, like he's going to have to have one of those, um, one of those the the, uh, the Lakers game. He's going to have to go back and do that. You know, Daniel House, he's going to get some open looks. He's going to have to make buckets. Shake Milton. Like, all these guys are going to have to open up stuff, and then that's going to enable Joel Embiid to dominate. But uh, Joel also has to attack the paint. Like, the last couple of times he played, he was out in the perimeter. He can't do that. He has to go down there in a low block and eat. He has to eat. But at the same time, in order for stuff to open up, like, these role players got to hit shots, man. They got to hit perimeter shots. Now, um, what we've seen from Embiid, as we just talked about it, uh, as of late with his dominance, Keith, the way that he's been dominating a lot is living at that elbow, that that nail area right there, extended free throw line. Uh, that's where he's been destroying these teams. So I wouldn't necessarily go away from it. Uh, yes, getting on the low block, they don't play a traditional center. They'll go with yeah, Siakam yeah. and and Scotty Barnes with with. Um, with all OG Ananobi in the front court, and then they'll throw their guards. They'll throw some zone at you, they'll quick throw that double team. But for him to be able to see over these double teams that are coming his way, I do like the face-up game to it. If they can get to some quick stuff, get him the ball early, and he reacts and go fast, I'm with you. I'm not going to play into their hands of how they want to do things when that double team comes with his back to the basket. Keep destroying them from that free throw line area, that pull-up jumper, and then mix it in from – that high-low work that he's going to get done that allows him to be the player that he has been. So that would be a key, of course, tonight. Uh, making sure you keep the turnovers down is always the execution, the same thing. And, and you're right with the pace. Maybe slow it down. Uh, not, not playing into their hands, but, yes, pace when you need it, pace when it's there, pace when you're able to get out and run, but not just for the sake of doing it, just because Toronto played last night. No, of course not. You don't do anything like that. Yeah. So. The reason why I said, see, the problem is when you stay at the elbow against this team, and this is the reason why I'm saying it, 
like these other teams didn't have, they might've had one big, right? It isn't that like, and, and they weren't that athletic. They just got so many athletic dudes. And I feel like on the block, they don't have any. Now I understand the double teams. That's why it's key for these other guys to hit shots. Right. But I just feel like if he can get to the foul line and stop like bailing people out, you know what I mean? Because defensively, if Scotty Barnes gets in foul trouble, if some of these pressures in them get in foul trouble, then that's going to take a lot from them, a lot. And that's the only reason I'm saying, like, I get it, but it's kind of like horses for courses a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is a long athletic team. But once you start getting them in foul trouble, they're not as they can't be as versatile or just be bringing them in and out like they normally do. You know what I'm saying? Somebody got to play for a minute. So that's the only reason why I would say that. Like, I get it. But I think with that team, that's what they want him to do. They want him to do that because they know they can't stop him down low. Well, we'll see how they implement it. Uh, it should be interesting because he's on, a, a again, a big time tear. And as you pointed out, they do cause a little bit of problems when they throw those double teams and all at him. He has been on the low block quite a bit, getting some work done, getting those players in foul trouble, not messing around. Let's see how much that continues tonight, how much they allow it to happen based on how their defense is uh, stacked up. All right, that'll do it for us on this episode. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow after the Sixers and the Raptors, see what happens in that particular game. We want to thank you for making Locked On 76 as your first listen. Now make Locked On Sports Today your second. Peter Bukowski brings you the biggest stories from around the sports world in 20 minutes, gets the analysis and opinions before anyone else with our local and national experts and insiders. Locked On Sports Today available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcast. Keith, do you mind letting the good folks know where they can find us? Yeah, you can, wherever you get your podcast, you can get the Locked On 76ers podcast. When you go to the YouTube channel, make sure you click on the Liberty Bell and become a new subscriber. But you can also listen to my man D at the Divine Giving Show. Tonight, he's going to be on there from 6 to midnight. He's going to do his show. Then when the game comes on, so he's going to do the pregame and then the postgame, right? Basically mm-hmm. that way. So make sure you um, stick to uh, 97.5 to get D before and after, and you can listen to the game. You can also uh, follow him on Twitter at DivineG975. You can follow me on Twitter at uh, Pompeii on Sixers, and you can read my stuff at Inquire.com. Should be a fun one tonight, Keith. We'll talk to everybody tomorrow uh, about the game and uh, see where the Sixers are after this one. Toronto's struggling, so another chance for them to pounce on one of these teams uh, that uh, is not having a, a pretty good stretch at this time. Keith, thanks, man. As always, really appreciate it. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Question, you think they're going to beat them? I do, yeah. Yeah, same they're here. Place. It seems like they're in a good place right now. So, yes, they're taking advantage of the opportunities in front of them. All right. All right. Peace. All right.